0: And Welcome to the Passenger Seat Podcast, a podcast designed to fill your passenger seat with chat about classic cars, all recorded from my 1968 Morris Minor, Peggy. I'm Becca, and today I'm driving back from dropping my partner off at work for those of you who don't know is my daily driver so doing little trips like this especially as my partner is still currently learning to drive is a pretty regular occurrence for her. My quirk of classic car ownership that I'd like to kind of reflect on in today's episode is how lovely and friendly a lot of other drivers are towards classic cars. It's not always the case, but usually they're quite forgiving, friendly and helpful when something doesn't quite go to plan, which can often be the case when you're driving a classic car. Today's topic that I wanted to cover that seemed like a pretty apt topic for the first podcast is how I came to own Peggy. I think it's a fascinating topic to think about how people choose to own classic cars and how they choose to have them either as show hobby cars, as cars that they want to modify, or as cars that they use as a daily driver like myself. And so I thought I would share my story with you today and hopefully I can hear it from some of you either via Instagram or in the YouTube comments if that's where you're watching, how you came to own your pride and joy. this time last year i was in the process of purchasing a house and having lived at home uh, i had been a name driver on my parents cars i had my license about four years this time last year and i had been at uni so hadn't felt the need to buy a car and then when I'd come home, there wasn't really space on my parents' driveway for a car of my own, so I stayed as an aim driver on one of those and used it to get to and from work. Uh, it was a pretty pleasant Nissan micro at the time, and I enjoyed it, but when I was starting to think about moving out, I wanted to be a bit more choosy about what sort of thing I wanted. So I spent A couple of days browsing Auto Trader looking at the modern cars that are available on there and decided that what I probably would enjoy most after some discussions with my parents is a classic car. It's not an easy choice to make because you have to think about the kind of pros and cons but I think I've got reasonably lucky uh, reflecting back on this year of ownership how well behaved my classic car has been uh, since purchase so having settled on a classic car i started researching and thinking about which one i would like for a really long time i thought that i would absolutely adore owning a singer gazelle i think they're beautiful cars and having grown up around singers i thought that that would be a fantastic option me Uh, however the parts availability the kind of support that's available there is really quite quite low especially for a very novice owner and just someone who wanted to try and get some independence with the car so i started looking into things like triumphs Morris Miners and and things like that and I was really fortunate that I actually live quite close to a classic car dealership so I went along there and I sat in quite a few cars and tried those out for size. I'd actually gone really with a Triumph Herald in mind Uh, but when I sat in the Herald I felt that it wasn't quite as comfortable as I'd hoped it was gonna be for me and my body shape with like the steering wheel and things like that. So as much as I adored how similar it looked to a Gazelle in terms of its very boat-like appearance, it just really wasn't gonna be the car for me. Also on the foreport, they had a really gorgeous Trafalgar Blue actually, four-door Morris Minor. Uh, and I sat in it and I thought this is really great. I really like the size, I like how comfortable I feel, I can reach the pedals which is always a nice bonus when you're driving a classic car, especially if you don't need the help of a cushion, um, so I was I was set on trying out a few more Morris Miners. I found a Traveller, reasonably local to me, available on Facebook Marketplace, so I went along and tried the Traveller out. I really uh, liked the, the colour scheme, it was a cream and red traveller uh, but I was trying these out in gorgeous sunshine when the weather was beautiful and I thought as gorgeous as a, a white traveller is I don't think a white car is going to be the best option for me using it as a daily driver additionally I learned when I got home after test driving it how structural the wood is and how you have to be really careful with it And again it kind of made me a little bit nervous so I carried on looking looked up a few more options and came across a blue Morris Minor for sale in basically the village over from me Uh, so I went along and test drove it had a five speed gearbox which was uh, quite different to uh, the traveler I tried the Sierra Type 9 uh, Ford gearbox that I was in it and so Driving it around the village I could feel that the gears were a little bit more familiar to me than uh, the, the four-speed and I, I felt a lot really quite more comfortable in the size of a saloon uh, The travelers don't actually when you park them next to each other don't seem that long compared to the saloon, but when I was driving it, it did feel quite much like a bigger car and I've only really driven smaller cars, so I wasn't sure I was going to have the confidence. But I did feel really confident in the in the saloon car. So unfortunately, the saloon car was on bids on on eBay, and so I had to wait a whole week to uh, find out if uh, it was going to be mine. So in that time, I. <laughs> was very anxious, was looking up other cars so that I had backup options um, if it didn't work out and especially as when we'd gone and spoken to the gentleman he'd said that actually there was quite a few people interested even messaging him from like Kent and things like that so we're willing to really travel for the car So I was pleasantly surprised when it rolled round to the Saturday auction that I won. Uh, I was the only person who bid on her and because it was just decided by a lot of people that making that that journey, likely on a train, in still a pandemic was not going to be the best option for them. So, living literally the village over had really worked in my benefit here. So, the next day, anxious to get her home, uh, my dad and I and my sister drove over in the micro, and my dad and my sister drove her home, um, sister as a passenger, and then she was on the driveway from then as which was just the most exciting thing because she was my first car that i would bought for myself first car i'd have to sort out tax although reasonably easy with a classic car first car to sort out insurance with and it was it was a really big moment for me and i was so excited and so then the next day, I took her for a drive myself after my dad had checked her kind of over in terms of, of breaks and things like that. And I had the biggest smile on my face. I think if you are on my personal Instagram, you can find this video of me just dro- recorded by my sister who came along. The biggest smile on my face. And uh, she's continued to put mostly smiles on my face, occasionally some anxious, ...ness, but mostly smiles uh, and she puts smiles on the faces of others as I kind of drive around uh, my local area now having gone through the experience some recommendations I might make for others include not getting attached cars very quickly. When I was looking on Facebook and on eBay and, and places like that that I saw the cars for sale, I saw I kept seeing really beautiful cars getting attached to them and thinking oh it'd be so good to drive that and then finding out that they'd already sold when I messaged the seller uh, and they were in, or they had someone coming tomorrow and if it didn't happen then they'd get in touch uh, but they never did because obviously these were very beautiful cars. Uh, And this time last year was a really big time for people wanting to buy classic cars. And so I would get really attached to the idea of owning a car and then it falls through and then feel really sad and get back on it Uh, and it was emotionally exhausting. So definitely try and keep a level head. I would also make sure that you check out the clubs. Clubs can form a really big part of being a classic car owner. Uh, They're not essential. I do know car owners that aren't involved in owner's clubs. But in terms of getting parts and advice, these sorts of things can be incredibly useful, especially as a first-time owner. I know that several times a quick message in the Facebook group for the Morris Miners owner's club has saved me. One time I was even able to just pop outside during my lunch break and fix an issue because of the support of the Facebook groups. Another thing that I would recommend you do is take someone who knows more about cars than you, especially if you're a first-time buyer. Once you've got the car, there's a lot of learning that you can do, but if you've picked the wrong car in the first place, it can be really difficult for you to turn it round so I really recommend taking someone who's owned cars before of that era knows what to look for and also making sure you've done a little bit of research as well so that you are familiar with what you're looking for. I'd looked and knew that kind of underneath and things were really important and uh, to look for Ross and things like that and where to look for them on the particular models of car that I was looking at. So having someone who knew what to look for in the engine was really beneficial and really worked for me getting the right car for me. I'd also recommend test driving quite a few cars, probably more than even I did to be honest. I test drove quite a few um, and got a feel for what I liked and what I didn't like, even just sitting in a few cars and getting getting a feel for what feels comfortable to sit in because if you're going to be using it as a daily driver you're likely going to be sitting in it for quite some time. I took Peggy to Wales last year and I was incredibly comfortable for the three hour trip. Um, we did have brakes but I was, I was comfortable and I don't think I would have been in some of the cars that I had sat in so make sure that you you've you've got something that you're really sure about so that brings to a close today's podcast hopefully you've enjoyed my little story time about how i came to own peggy like i said i'd really love to hear how you came to own your cars and i'll be back again next week with another podcast so drive safely and happy motoring